I'm Aria Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Well, the WNBA Finals are not a sweep. There's lots to discuss, so let's dive right in. like our show please consider joining our patreon community that's patreon.com forward slash windsider patreon.com forward slash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w don't forget to see the amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com welcome back to the windsider show very excited to be back here uh with the crew Lindsay's back with us rachel's back i'm back we're all here it's not a sweep um, I guess before we like get too much into it, I'm just curious going into Sunday where y'all's heads were at. Like, were you thinking it's done? It's a sweep. Were you, you know, the arena is going to be rocking. There's no way New York loses. Uh, what was on your bingo card? For me personally, um, I, I did not think it would be a sweep. Um, I really felt like New York would come out and respond. Um, I mean, if, if not, if nothing else from the sheer embarrassment of game two, I felt like they would have enough fight in them just to at least show some type of fight, you know? Um, but then there was part of me, I mean, so the outcome, I, I really felt like New York was the game, but I kind of hesitated because I was like, man, that game two was so bad. Their performance was so putrid that I was like, damn, is this really going to be a sweep? You know, like there was the part of me that was holding back and kind of like, man, but no, I I really did think that they would respond just from a, I mean, you can't get embarrassed like that in your season, go out like that. And you're playing that poorly. And that, in my opinion, uninspired, you know? And so I'm glad to see that New York responded the way they did. And, and, you know, your backs against the wall, you've got to, you're at home, you've got to be able to come out with some fight. And I, I think they did from the jump. I think Vegas was on their heels the majority of the day and, and New York take her, New York took her business. They did what they were supposed to do. Lynn, what about you? Yeah. So I actually thought it was going to be a sweep. I mean, I think I even texted you that Rach, um, because the momentum for me was just so much in, in the ACEs favor. And like you said, perfect description, the, <laughs> the Liberty played putrid. I mean, it was, it was, it was bad. It was shocking. It, it was shocking. It, yeah, it was shocking. And I just, I had yet to see Brianna Stewart really get aggressive. Um, just again, the momentum for me just seemed like it was in, in the ACEs favor and they were just, I wouldn't have been surprised had they come into New York and, and just took the game. But like you said, I mean, we expected the Liberty to come out with some fight. Like I didn't expect it to be easy. Um, but again, this, this series is like, we have yet to see a competitive game. It's like, it's bizarre. It's like one or the other. It's like New York gets ahead and they just stay ahead in all the matches that they've had. I'm referencing and the, or the aces, like there's no real, it never has yet to come down to like a last second shot or, or going to overtime or just really be a competitive fourth quarter. Yeah. It's It's crazy to me. It's bizarre. But again, you know, I thought, I thought the aces would pull it out. Um, kudos to New York. They came out. I said, I had tweeted out that I, I thought New York really to get, needed to get, you know, really gritty, like dig in and just get aggressive, get gritty. And that's exactly what they did on, on both sides of the floor. They played aggressive defensively. They were aggressive offensively. Sloot 
they were leaving her open and she was hitting, she was hitting open shots. You know, she actually made them, made them pay for their, their kind of game plan of just kind of backing off of her. And, and I feel, I feel like Kelsey Plum was like undercutting screens and stuff, just staying back and just giving her the space. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to make these. And she did. But for me, the difference was Stewie. I, she was way, she was way more aggressive driving to the hoop. Um, I just felt like she was really trying to take over the game in a way we haven't seen yet. And, um, defensively, they just, they made pretty much what they did is switch places. They made the aces look like New York had looked in the first two games. It's just like, I'm so curious in the sense of you know, like, what are the odds? I don't know. I like, I'm not a math person, but like, what are the odds that you have these two high powered offenses? And it's just like, never both of them are clicking. Right. Like, we're, as we've been talking about, they're blowouts, they're, they're wide gap games. And it's just like, what we have these two teams that if they play 10 games against any other team, their offenses are going off for all 10 of those games. And then you, you match them up and it's just like, can we please just get one? Cause at least I'm sitting here. I want a game winning shot. Mm-hmm. I want to see, you know, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey, like somebody or Stewie or JJ. Like, I want to see that game where it's the, like the anxiety is just, you know, you can't sit, you're, you're scratching your nails, you're biting your fingers, whatever it is. Um, I I hope it is. I feel like it's just kind of like for New York, somebody, you need three stars in a playoff matchup in my mind, at least. Um, and JJ has been there. I mean, I think Rachel, you had a tweet that was like, can somebody besides JJ like do something productive for New York in game two? Um, JJ is playing MVP caliber games and it's just kind of been like, okay, Stewie, we know you're producing in a variety of ways. You're impacting the game in a variety of ways, but the shots just haven't been falling for her. I mean, all right, yesterday shoots 50%. That's great. But still one for three or one for four from three is a little bit like, odd to me i don't know Mm -hmm. shoot like for new york to shoot 13 of 30 i know it's 43 percent, but it still just seems like something's off and then only seven of 22 for for vegas i mean rachel do you think this is like a schematics thing or is it a people just not being able to hit shots i mean i think that's a huge part of it i can't believe i mean there were so many bricks being thrown up but in New York, it feels like at times it's like, holy sh- good God, you know, like unbelievable. Now, to, I do want to bring up a point. I thought that Vandersloot was a huge difference maker. That game, too, she looked like a shell of herself, in my opinion. Um, and I think, you know, New York, you can't just put all the onus on Stewie and JJ and, you know, hope that Sabrina's going to knock, you know, give you 27 and knock down six threes. You know, I mean, I think she's getting a lot of attention from the perimeter and, um, they're trying to force her off the line and try and get getting her to play, you know, around 12 to 15 feet in the lane. That's what they want to do is get Sabrina off balance a little bit. Now she got going a little bit. She hit three on Sunday, but I think if Vandersloot's got to be aggressive offensively, like, you know, you can't just rely on Benajah Laney to give you 18 and, and kind of pick up, um, you know, some of those other areas. I mean, they do have so many weapons on this team. That's the benefit and why New York is in this scenario. But I think Sloot is, is a huge difference maker. And I think she came out Sunday really looking to be aggressive offensively. And, and, and really, I think she knew the game plan was going to be really to not guard her or just make her uncomfortable enough and comes out and shoots five for 10. 
um, give, give some 12 points. I thought that was a huge difference maker in the game. And on the flip side, I mean, I think um, there was one change I thought was fascinating and, and that was the way New York kind of changed how they were going to defend. They ended up putting Vandersloot on Kia Stokes, which I thought was a really interesting matchup in a difference maker from game two. And I, I'm just blown away at the sheer, like, I'm not really blown away because we've seen this, these, this matchup happen so much over the course of this season so far. I mean, what, what have we seen them play like seven times so far? Um, but, but like the tiny little adjustments like that, you know, going under Sloot on ball screens and daring her to be aggressive offensively and to her credit, she did. And that was what Vegas wanted her to do. They, they were going to play their odds and try and have Sloot beat them. But Vegas, you know, putting, putting Sloot on Kia Stokes and just, just a little adjustments like that. It really does go to show you, you know, in Vegas and how much that, you know, they, they have a tendency to play zone. It just goes to show you that the tiny little adjustments go such a long way. Um, and obviously it's just ha- half the battle is keeping a team off, off kilter here. But I think back to your question, um, just making shots. I mean, I think the bigger thing with Vegas yesterday and their loss, they only had 13 assists. That's a low <laughs> all time. I'm pretty sure. I think I saw that somewhere. Shout out maybe her, her hoop stats, that that was an all time low for a Becky Hammond coach team. Um, so yeah, they're not hitting shots. I mean, they shot 33%, 31% from the three point line. They didn't hit shots. I mean, I thought they had some pretty solid looks. Um, but yeah, that assist number being so down, so down is a direct reflection of just, it wasn't, it was more than just the ball wasn't falling. I think New York definitely amped up defensively. You could see them in the half court way more engaged than they were in game two. And I think that they, they responded to the challenge and honestly the humiliation of, of what happened in game two. Lindsay question, as we just talked about assists, like we can't ignore the elephant in the room, Chelsea Gray injured, very unclear. We don't know. I mean, my assumption is at best we see her in game five. Uh, if there is a game five, I just think, you know, with a quick turnaround, but I'm curious for you, knowing that ball movement and what Rachel has talked about, like all-time low for assists in a game, like where does your mind go knowing the key facilitator, the orchestrator of this offense is likely, or I mean, we can, you, you can decide if it's, she's going to play, she's not going to play in your mind, you know, um, but kind of like, where's your head at with that? Yeah. Well, first, I just want to say, as I agree with everything that Rachel said, um, definitely New York's defense was was forcing the Aces into some bad looks. And I mean, they weren't even hitting some open looks, but also, you know, being aggressive is what is what caused the Aces not to be able to move the ball as effectively as they've they've been able to. Um, And then you take Chelsea Gray out of the equation, which, gosh, my heart goes out to her. I mean, to have that happen and, you know, especially like in the finals and, and to, to someone of her caliber, like, it's just, I mean, the aces, they're already without Candace Parker, who also has great court vision. You take out another incredible facilitator, one of the best point guards in the history of the league. What do you have? What do you have? You can't replace her. Um, and just going off from what I saw, this is my own opinion. I know nothing at this point, but, um, I, I don't think from what I saw that, that she's going to play at least in the next game. I would, I would be shocked if she came back in the series with um, considering, you know, what we saw in, in, in that she was on crutches could be wrong, but looking at it from that vantage point, again, 
Hammond's an incredible coach, but how you can't, you can't replace her. So all you can do, right. Is, is try to, um, figure out a way to, to bring out more in what you already have. Um, you know, Rachel mentioned this before we started recording that you're, you're taking it from, from a four headed monster, the aces to a three headed monster, which is a lot easier, still difficult, um, but easier for New York to contend with. And then, you know, they could focus on Asia, on Jackie and, and Kelsey and, and sort of, you know, Kia Stokes, we know um, is, is better on defense than she is on offense. Um, although she, she hit a couple three three pointers in that, in that other game, but again, not, not an offensive threat. And then you take out gray and, and who do you put in, you know, that can give you the, the, the offense, not only the offensive production, but then the court vision. I mean, they're, they're, there are passes that Gray only Gray can make. Um, her precision um, backdoor cuts on on, on fast breaks. Um, I honestly think that this changes the entire dynamic of this series going forward. Yeah, I I mean, because here's the thing: we can like the three headed monster of the Aces is a three headed just Titan, right? Like Asia Wilson is a freaking beast. Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, they are all beasts but somebody needs to feed them the ball. I mean, I, I just keep thinking there was a play. It must've been in game two where like Asia's getting some position down low, throws her hand up. And before she even turns her head around to like call for the ball, Chelsea gray already hit her in the hand. Those are the types of plays like Chelsea gray knows what her teammates are going to do before they even do it. And Kelsey Plum's a great shooter, but you need to get her the ball. Jackie Young has been, I think she was the best shooter, three-point shooter percentage-wise this season, but you need to get her the ball. And on the flip side, I mean, Sabrina's gotten 26 points in three games so far. She only got double digits once, which is kind of shocking if we know what Sabrina's been doing this season. And I'm the offensive side of the aces is like the obvious question mark. But how this impacts what Vegas has been able to do to disrupt New York is the part. And I'm not saying, oh, well, you know, I'm, people are going to be like, well, Chelsea wasn't covering Sabrina. Or, but like, it's not about that. It's about like, how, what, what is Becky going to do to kind of shift around the defense and make adjustments? And are we possibly like now I start to think game four, is that a Sabrina game? Because we haven't really seen that in the finals yet. And if we do see that, and it's and and we get that shootout that we've talked about, you know, like how these are blowouts. And we haven't seen that close tight knit game yet. If we get that, how impactful it could be in a late game situation to have a player like that have that ability. Um, I'm curious, like, is that do, does this seal a fate in either of your eyes? Absolutely not. For me, <laughs> no, not at all. I I, I think we're forgetting. I think we're, I think we're forgetting a couple. I don't want to say forgetting because I think you guys all have great points. Um, what's going to happen if, if in case, again, this is hypothetically worst case scenario, Chelsea Gray is not able to play. We're talking about Wednesday game four. Um, you, you slide Kelsey Plum over at the one Jackie Young is over at the two Alicia Clark, who again is one of the most experienced veteran six woman of the year champion. Okay, who's going to be inserted into the lineup? And then you've got Asia Wilson and then Kia Stokes. So that'll, you know, that that that's your lineup. That's what it looks like. And I think what we're not paying attention to, and and I think like 
Kelsey Plum has always been known for her scoring, has always been known for her shooting. But let's not forget the jump that she made in terms of her ability to facilitate the basketball in the 2022 season, averaging, I think it was like five assists a game. I think this year she's at to like four and a half. Plum has really evolved in her ability to get into seams, to get into lanes and to be able to create. Now, is it as flashy and is it as the way that Chelsea Gray does it? No, but Kelsey Plum can, can facilitate the basketball and she can rise to that occasion and kind of help fill that role. Now she's going to have to play 40 minutes. Jackie Young's going to have to play 40 minutes. Um, you know, Asia Wilson had a rough night, went four of 16, had six. She's going to have to be the MVP of the league that everyone is arguing that she is. And honestly, she has played like the MVP of the league this entire series up until that game. You know, she had a rough game, whatever. Aces had a rough game. Um, so for me, I don't think it doesn't change the fate for me. I think now the hard, the, the, the hard part is if I'm the Liberty, I'm sitting over there going, okay, we've really got an opportunity now. We're no longer back against the wall. Like we could go, we could go do this thing. We, we could be the first team to ever go win three in a row after being down 0 and two, um, and make this happen. Now they've got to play really damn good. And again, I am still not overly impressed after what I saw in that game two performance. And I really question the leadership of this team. I question the on-court leadership of this team. Who's that dog? I don't know outside of JJ. I'm not convinced that they have those dogs on this Liberty team. Now, you know what Vegas is full of? A bunch of freaking dogs who know how to win a championship, who just had potentially their leader go down. They're going to be playing inspired basketball, but they're going to have to be smart. If they get in foul trouble and you've got to get into the bench of Bell and Colson, they're going to have to step up and contribute. But obviously that works in New York's favor. So for me, no, it doesn't change anything um, in terms of like this seals the deal. Like Liberty, <laughs> they got, they're, they're, they're still in an uphill climb, in my opinion. Lindsay, what about you? I don't know. I'd say that New York still has an uphill climb. And while this does change the dynamic, like I said previously, I don't think it's, I don't think Vegas is completely, I don't think this is going to be like the end all be all to them. I mean, obviously for every reason that Rachel just mentioned, we've seen Asia have plenty of 30 point, 30 plus point games in these playoffs um, alone. Um, She's more than capable of, of going off. And We've also seen her have bad games or, you know, just come out with something to prove. And I think that's when she's just at her, her best is when she, she feels like, you know, either people are underestimating her or, you know, the Vegas had a, had a loss where she didn't perform well. She comes back with some fight in her. Um, and then, I mean, let's talk about Jackie Young, who has gone from, you know, most improved player to possible finals MVP candidate here should the aces, you know, win this all. I mean, she's in the conversation. Um, she's capable of taking over a game of, of just having a monster performance as well. And then like Rach said, with, with Kelsey and in her ability to play the point, I mean, she, she's done it in the past, you know, there's proof there. Um, but I do, I do think, it, I don't want to say levels things out a bit, but maybe in a way that it does as far as the backcourts go. You take Chelsea Gray out of it, and I think the backcourts become a little bit more on an even scale. Um, sure. And that's it, been you know, discrepancy. That's been the huge discrepancy. Yes, that's been a huge discrepancy. And, and even all the way back to last year and against mm-hmm. Connecticut, the, the, the Vegas backcourt has been so dominant. So you take mm-hmm. one of those dynamics out of there, you're exactly right. But I'm interested to see how, if 
grade does not go in this game on Wednesday, what that looks like for the Aces and how they come out. Um, we could just see a co- this could be their motivating factor to just wrap the series up. Um, every team responds differently, but we've seen that come, come back and like great side come out with, with such fight and they're gritty. And um, I don't think it's going to be easy. I mean, this might, this might give us that, that more competitive game that we've been looking for or, or waiting for. And, and that might, that might be the case. I don't think New York is just going to, you know, run away with this though. I'm, I'm very curious, like depth wise, because Alicia Clark's the only player on Vegas that Becky has trusted throughout this season to play heavy minutes. What's going to happen? And I know Clark is a few, like what now two seasons removed from that injury. So I know like conditioning shouldn't necessarily be a question, but I am kind of curious when you're a player who is not playing, like we know Vegas likes to run their starters into the ground. And now you take a bench player who's used to playing whatever the scraps that are left and, and filling that all out. And like to get such a jump this late in the season in your minutes and then not have that necessarily that depth to kind of relieve them. I'm curious what that's going to do just in the sense of what they're able, like, look, Sidney Colson can't replace Chelsea. Nobody can replace Chelsea. Great. Like we've all been talking about it. I mean, this is kind of the biggest point. I would say the biggest talking point now of the finals has to be, the Chelsea gray, like, is this going to be the downfall? Is this going to be something that unites the team and kind of a rallying cry? We saw Connecticut um, pull off a really big victory after the Bree Jones injury. So like it can be taken. It's kind of, you can use that fuel for whatever you want. Um, I'm just curious, like, what are we, the dog aspect for New York? I agree with Rachel on that. And it's been like a talking point all season. And and I think somebody like put out a tweet and like tagged all of us and like 50 other WNBA people that was like, when are you guys going to talk about Brianna Stewart not being a leader, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not going to go there. I actually think that was a phenomenal question to bring up. Well, exactly. And that's what my point is, is that while I might not question Stewie's leadership ability, what I will say is let's talk about where Stewie's come from in the sense that we knew it was Sue Bird leading that team. And then we saw her come over here. Now, Slute also, I think there's an argument to be made that they kind of needed that like strong dog leadership voice from Candace Parker when she came to Chicago. Um, and JJ, like so much we could talk about with JJ when it comes to Connecticut and whatnot, but like, let's be honest, it was Alyssa Thomas's team. Even when JJ was winning MVP and Alyssa Thomas was injured. So for me, I very, very much agree with that thought by Rachel. Um, what are kind of some other, like, well, are you, do you look at the first five minutes of this next game and you're like, you're going to get an idea of what this Vegas team is because like we've talked about, we've seen throughout these games between these two teams. It's almost for the, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like one team gets a lead and then kind of it, that lead never like a couple times the other team gets close, but that lead is like pretty much the sign of the game. So I don't know. Oof. I mean, I don't know. I think that's hard to say at this point. There's just, I think so many what ifs right now we're kind of playing around with in our minds and what, what this could look like. I, w- I want to go back to one of your points you talked about, um, Vegas and getting into the bench and like, here's the thing. I I really don't think they 
they necessarily need to. Maybe a little bit. They might need to dip into, you know, Sidney Colson and Bell a couple minutes here and there. But like, I don't. The conditioning of this team is so good. You know, like Jackie can play forty. Kelsey can play forty. Asia, you know, I mean, she she could play forty. You know, if you really wanted, but they don't want to. But she can. Um, I think Alicia Clark can give you a nine more play 35 a game. I mean, the conditioning of this team, I'm past that point where it's like, okay, we got to get a blow. Let's throw bell in. I don't think that will be what has to happen. The biggest concern I have is foul trouble. Any of those said players above gets in foul trouble and they've got to get into that bench that that is where the difference maker is. And if I'm New York, and again, this is the scenario we're playing the scenario that Chelsea Gray is going to miss game four. Um, you know, if I, if I'm being New York, I'm, I'm foot on the gas. I'm attacking the paint. I'm trying to get everybody I can in every vulnerable situation that I possibly can to get them deep into their bench. Obviously that is a massive drop off and that only works in Liberty's favor. But I mean, I think in terms of like the first five minutes of the game, I mean, it's just hard to say. I, I do think that what Lindsay talked about, this could help be that, that dynamic of, okay, maybe this just evens the backcourt a little bit. And maybe, maybe we do see, you know, that really close game that comes down to the wire or a game with a lot of different lead changes. I mean, the game on Sunday, um, what was it? It was only tied five times in two lead changes, which is still crazy to me. It feels like that's what all these games were have been. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe we do have, you know, a game or a couple of games here, um, you know, where it does go kind of back and forth a little bit more. This has been the question, right, that Vegas has faced all season. Really nothing else other than is their short bench going to be a problem come playoff time, come going back to the finals. Like people talked about fatigue, you know, that coming into play. And, and when you when you run like a six-player rotation largely um, during the season and, and throughout the playoffs, you run the risk yeah, of, of injuries coming into play. I mean, it's it's part of the conversation. Never expected this to happen, obviously, but now it's it's part of the conversation going forward, and it's going to play it's going to play a role. Um, and that's again, that's the risk you take. So now what? Uh, Ham's got to make some adjustments. I'm so the first five minutes, I'm sort of going to be focused on like what are they doing defensively? How are they setting up? What I mean, I think in was it last game that they threw some box and one in there, like because Sabrina was starting to get going, so. Um, you know, they threw, they did like a box zone and threw one, one person on, um, Sabrina. Uh, so I'm, we, we know that, that Becky can be creative and she could come up with some different things. So I'm interested to see how, how that plays out and what they, what they sort of, how they settle in. I mean, we could see, we could see some real scattered play to start. Like if, if Chelsea's not out there just with that calming presence and, and running, running the offense, but, um, I just want to get get an idea of, of what that's going to look like going forward. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm going to be paying attention to is just kind of the actual adjustments. And I tried to really be cognizant of it in Game Three. What was New York going to do that was their big change in, in, in it outside of just playing hard, which they did, you know? So I, I I'm excited to just kind of see. All right, like given whatever news we hear about the next couple of days, what are going to be the adjustments? What sort of, um, you know. How is she? How is Hammond going to put this team um, in a position where they can potentially have the most success, but also stay out of foul trouble um, and be able yeah. to remain on the floor? Um, I will say I was really impressed with with JJ and mm-hmm. her ability to frustrate Asia Wilson that last game. Her length was so disruptive, and 
I mean, and some of it, I mean, Asia missed a lot of those mid range shots. I mean, you feel, you've been watching Asia Wilson for so many years and, and when she's getting going from that mid range, it's like, she shoots like 80%. I mean, it's unbelievable yeah. how automatic she is. And those just weren't falling. Now it wasn't necessarily my opinion, like great contests. She just wasn't knocking them down. So, I mean, Asia Wilson, and I, and I think she's the type of player. She is that type of MVP caliber player that regardless of the situation here, whether Gray plays, whether Gray's out, she's going to come out with a freaking vengeance, whether it's one game or the next two games and just be on a tear. You're not going to see Asia Wilson have back-to-back games where she struggles offensively. In my opinion, I don't think that's going to happen. And I think that that's what's going to be a really cool ending to this series right now. And and that's a good segue. Let's talk about what we think is going to (laughs) happen. Um, Let's get into some predictions and final thoughts. Um, Lindsay, why don't you go? I'll let you go before me. What? I knew you were. I knew you were. She was setting me up right there. <laughs> I just want to know, like, I forget what both of you said for your predictions before the series started. Have like, do you think it's changed? Are you sticking with it? I said aces in five, um, I and I kind of like feel pretty confident in that now, given all we just talked about. Uh, are you changing? Are you? doubling down on what you said before I'm doubling down I, I I still I still feel aces and five um for Wednesday's game I think New York has a breath of life in them and they're they're good in their home court I think you know, they played well but they didn't play like the best that we've seen them play um so I do I think I think regardless of if Chelsea Gray's in the game if not I think New York you know has has hope in them and they've got a level of you know, we're going to come out and perform on Wednesday. I think, I think they'll be able to take Wednesday, which is hard for me to say, cause it's hard for me to think about Vegas losing back to back, but, um, I'm going to double down. I'm going to double down. I'm still going to say Vegas is going to win in five. Yeah. I said aces in five too. We're all, we all agreed on that. It's crazy. Um, oh, yeah. A, lot oh, yeah, I are, a lot of people are starting to say, Oh, aces are done. Aces are done. I'm not, I'm not ready to do that. Yeah, I'm not ready to say that either. I'm, I'm going to stick with that too. I, I said this on our in the last podcast. I picked them to win at the beginning of the season. I'm going down with the ship no matter what happens. Um, aces and five. But I do want to give a shout out to JJ. She has been New York's, she has been their best player this series. Hands down. Um, and, and really in the, in, in the playoffs, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. She's the one who has stepped up. She's the one who's taken the team on her back. She's the one who's just like fighting night in and night out. Um, hasn't really, hasn't taken a game off really. And so if, if New York does end up winning this series, she's the finals MVP for for them, hands down. We talk about leadership, but there's like vocal leaders and there's players who lead by kind of example or how they're performing in the court. I wouldn't, JJ, JJ doesn't strike me as this vocal leader, right? That's like rallying the troops and being all vocal. But when you're playing at that level, and you're flying in there, throwing your heart and soul at the game, at the game, and doing whatever you can to secure the basketball and get get your team second, second, third chance chances at the possession. I mean, the way JJ has played, I'm sitting there after game two, looking around, going, "Y'all match me? What the hell is wrong with you? Let's go!" You know, and and if I'm one of her teammates, I'm looking at JJ and the the, the inspired basketball she's been playing as of late. Let's be honest, ever since All Star break, has been phenomenal. Um, 
I'm matching that too. I'm not going to allow my teammate to go out there and lay it on the line the way she's laid it on the line and, and not try to match that. So I think there is some leadership to be talked about with JJ. So along with our final thoughts here, my, my question is for both of you, who, what player steps up? Um, whether it's on New York, cause we could see that happen for the Liberty. Um, and I think especially Vegas now needs, and, and I'm not just talking about Asia, Jackie, Kelsey, we know they're going to come out, uh, and go all out. I'm talking just like, uh, whether it's a bench player or, or a role player. Um, I want to see what Ed Kirsten Bell does. She can score. We've seen her score. We've seen her hit threes. Um, I feel like she has improved on, on the defensive end, but I feel like she's going to have to train, get out of this hype, hype woman zone, like zone that she usually is on the bench, which is great. They need her actually to just focus and lock in on the court now and, and, and hit some shots. I'm going, I'm going Marine. I, I think that it's, for at least on the New York side with Vegas, it's I like that pick. I think it's so hard because right, like, do they even play the bench at all in the next game? <laughs> Who knows? Um, I could easily say Alicia Clark for that, but I I just think Johannes because like it, w- we saw her ability to just j- just go off. I mean, and the way she goes off is so seamless, is so fluid. And it, in, in, in this coming game, in game four, I think it's going to be very, very imperative of New York to hit the gas early, score early, and show them that, hey, we're making shots today. Are you up to the challenge, Vegas? And that's kind of where my mindset's at, where it's like, who's going to... And that's why I asked about the first five minutes. Like, who's going to go in there and say, like, tonight's our night, and historically, that means, like we're going to win. Are you going to bring it and, and make this a competitive match? And I look at depth in New York and I'm going Johannes. What about you, Rach? It's hard for me with New York because I really feel like Sloot is such a difference maker when she's kind of glossed over and like the way she seemed in game two was like alarming to me. Now, granted, we could have talked about a lot of players on New York, but Sloot in particular, I think has got to be top tier sleut. This has got to be the best point, arguably one of the best point guards in the history of the WNBA, but she's got to be aggressive offensively. I, and I'll continue to say that that's an important part. That was an important part of why they won game three. That's going to be an important part. If they win another game in this series, a sleut has got to be aggressive offensively. She can't be passive. She can't be, um, she's got to be able to knock down some of those open shots. I don't think all of a sudden Vegas is going to start going over ball screens and, and, you know, running her off the line. Like they're going to continue to challenge Sloot to, to be aggressive. And I think that's a big part. And I, I mean, I I'll be honest. I really feel like Sabrina is due for some crazy game now. Like, like I'm talking like a 25 or 27 point game. Now she, she got going a little bit. She hit three threes, um, on Sunday, you know, so like, you know, had nine points, but like, I just, I also think Vegas is a tough matchup. Um, I, we, we've seen Sabrina in this series in the regular season really go off and have some major scoring nights. Now, maybe Vegas, you know, the way they're playing her is strategically. So it's making it very difficult. So I'm kind of torn between like, do we see a crazy Sabrina game that like carries them over the edge? I think she's due for one, but I'm going to say 
Sloot just across the board. They need her to to not just be good with the ball in her hands, as she, you know she's got to do, got to do that, but she's got to be able to score the basketball. And for for Vegas, I mean, the starting unit's got to be solid. They've got to be smart. They've got to be good. Actually, they got to be better than solid. They've got to be great. Kelsey Plum's got to be great. She's going to have to give you 20, 20 plus. Asia's going to have to give you twenty plus. Jackie's going to have to give you eighteen plus. Um, but I think you know those those four to six minutes that are distributed through players like Bell or maybe even Sidney Colson, we're maybe looking at what four shots in there. They've got to be able to make, knock down a couple of them. And I'm just, I'm not saying like, I need you to give me eight points. I'm like between, between that bench unit, they've get, when they, when they get some of those open shots that they're going to get, they've got to be able to knock them down. And yep. even if it's just two of them, they've got to be able mm-hmm. to make them. Yeah. yeah, totally. Well, appreciate you both for this episode. Uh, to end the episode, I just want to send some love to friends and family over in Israel. Um, really tough stuff going on there. Sending you all the love, thoughts, and prayers. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us and hope to speak to you soon and hopefully game five. Bye.